Good morning and welcome everybody. You're listening to Faith FM 87.6, 87.8 or 88 right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network. Wherever you are, it is Easter Friday, the 19th of April 2019. This is The Breakfast Show, positively different radio in the morning, and you are with Lyle and... Mon! And And Ezekiel. And and who... Ezekiel. <laughs> who, who is who has invited our studio this morning? Lyle, it's school holidays and I'm babysitting, so I thought, do you know what? Guest selector. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Ezekiel, welcome to the show. All right, so Mon, what are you thankful for this morning? This morning, I am super thankful that we have a triple co-host in the studio this morning, helping us out, keeping things interesting, keeping things real. I'm also super glad it's the weekend and we're about to head up to camp. Yes, we're we're pulling straight out of the studio, getting in our car and driving to camp. What are you thankful for, Ezekiel? That I'm here today. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, why not? We're grateful you're here today too, Ezekiel. Ezekiel, how old are you? Nine and a half. Nine and a half. The half is very important, Lyle. When you're nine, it's very important. Very important. What are you grateful for this morning, Lyle? I'm grateful that the half is not important anymore. (laughs) (laughs) When you get to my age, it's no longer important. (laughs) It's it's avoidance at all costs. What are you, like a hundred and a half now? (laughs) I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, Lyle. It's much, much younger than that. Even less than half of that. No, actually, maybe you are getting old because you did just mention it's April 19th, 2019, which, like, sure, it is Friday, April 19th, but this is a delayed broadcast introduction. So, actually, uh, good people who are listening might only hear this next week on, I don't know, like, the 22nd or the 21st of April, like, on a Monday or a Tuesday or something. But you know what? If our listeners are wanting to jump across to the live show, it is super-duper easy. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. All you've got to do is download the TuneIn app. Just make sure you get the free version of that. Search for Faith FM Australia, add us to your favorites, and then you can listen to the show live as it's happening. You can listen to all our bloopers and all our mistakes. You can listen to Ezekiel and Lyle and myself carrying on, and uh, you can play that through your aux cord in your car, in your tractor, wherever it is you want to listen to that uh, while you're doing the dishes. You can also go to our website, faithfm.com.au, and uh, scroll up to hit the live stream and just press play on the live stream. And once again, you'll be on the live show. The live show is so much better. We tell you this all the time. You can uh, answer the quiz. You can win the prize. You can snap up the giveaway at the end of the show. Like it's, oh, it's just so much better than live. Actually, you know what? The best way to get the live show out to you is to call us on one eight hundred Faith FM and pester us to get it out to you. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow. No other found I know. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Nothing can for sin I told. 
All my hope and peace Nothing but the blood of Jesus This is all my righteousness Nothing but the blood of Jesus You were listening to Keith and Kristen Getty with nothing but the blood, nothing but the blood of Jesus here on Faith FM. And as we launch into our Easter special show, do we have a quiz? Yes. Look, I decided that since Ezekiel is helping us out with the whole show today, such a trip, a nine and a half, and doing live radio, whole breakfast show, there loving this. Kid's got a career ahead of him. Yes, he does. And so I've decided that Ezekiel is going to pick the quiz out this morning, and he's picked out the prize. He's done a wonderful job, but. Ezekiel, you've picked out a quiz today. What quiz category is it? What am I? What am I? Okay, what's the first clue on the what am I quiz? I am the dust of the Lord's feet. I am the dust of the Lord's feet. Man, that is so cryptic. What on earth is that? <laughs> I am the dust. Don't ever let this kid come on the radio again, <laughs> picking out quizzes like that. He's going to kick your butt, Lyle. I, ha- I'm the I am the dust of the Lord's feet. Okay, so today's uh, quiz prize. Uh, do you want to tell us about Ezekiel? What have you picked out here? The war in heaven. The true behind Satan's rebellions. Very okay, good I can see why you. I can see why Ezekiel has picked this one. It's got a very cool cover on it. Yeah, it does. So this is a book by Ivor Myers, The War in Heaven, The Truth Behind Satan's Rebellion. It's a really great book. Ivor Myers is an incredible writer. This will be an unputdownable book. See the book. popular amongst young people too. Yes, yes, he is. So this will be like a, a page turner. You won't be able to stop till you're finished. Uh, if you'd like to get a copy of that, be the first person to call us now. Our number is 1-800-FAITH-FM. That's 1-800-324-843. Or you can text your answer, 0491-064-669. All right, Mon, positively different news. What do you have yes. for us this morning? I have some mind-boggling news for you boys. So when I realized that I was going to be surrounded by boys this morning, I thought, do you know what? 
I better talk about cars. Of course. Naturally. <laughs> yeah. What else would a person talk about when it comes to positively different news? But I'm are also... There, are there other subjects? <laughs> I'm also going to be a total hippie and be like a super veggie at the same time. So Volkswagen, we all know Volkswagen, right? They're launching a new electric car. It's you know, you SUV. did say that a little bit German. When it's you- a German word and it should be said German. That's all I have to say about that. So Volkswagen is launching an electric car and it's an SUV, which I don't think has been done yet. I don't think there's been uh, an uh, electric SUV that's been done uh, launched yet. So this was unveiled at the Shanghai Motor Show uh, just recently. But get this, Lyle. Mm-hmm. Get this, Ezekiel. Mm-hmm. It has vegan leather seats. But, and usually they're the matter... Which is otherwise known as fake leather. But, which is usually made out of plastic. <laughs> There's lots of vegan you leather You will never guess what this vegan leather is made out of. I have no idea. Any Polyester. guesses? Plastic. Apples. Apples. <laughs> <laughs> it's made apples. out of apples. I'm not even kidding. I'm not even kidding. So this is a, this is a seven-seater. It's called the ID Rooms. Crazy name. So it's like room as in like living room, with double Z on the end. It's set to be available in 2021, just around the corner. And uh, it, it's literally, it's, it's, it's apple leather and it's called, they call it apple skin. And it's partly made from apple juice waste, which includes the cores and the skin from the fruit. And uh, it's been described by Volkswagen as a renewable raw material. And so they said apple peel skin is, is an innovative and highly sustainable hybrid material made in Italy. So very fancy, uh, which integrates organic apple peels into the skin of the material, making it an eco-friendly alternative for those who care about the environment and animals. Whoa. That's really cool, huh? Now, Uh see, I've always wanted to see an electric SUV, um, as in an electric four-wheel drive, off-road four-wheel drive, for a number of reasons. Uh Uh-huh. First of all, electricity gives you the ultimate amount of torque and throttle control, combined with the fact that you could computerize um, <coughs> the motors so that you had an electric motor in each wheel. So that rather than just one engine, you've got four, one in each wheel, mm-hmm. which means that making portal diffs would be just ridiculously easy. Yes. Um, so you've got massive amount of ground clearance. Traction control is not a problem because that can be all computer controlled so that each wheel is gaining the maximum amount of traction so you you eliminate diff locks all that kind of thing with a flick of the switch you could have all four wheels just completely locked and at the flick of another switch switch you could have skid steer Ezekiel, do you have any idea what he's talking about? Because I really don't. Neither do I. Yeah, sorry, Lauren. <laughs> no, but there's people out there listening today. They know exactly what I'm talking about, and it would be so cool to have electric four-wheel drive. I know that uh, Emery and Caleb and Ryan, uh, our three boys, are listening to this. And they're probably like, yeah, yeah, cool, yeah, sick ass. <laughs> but I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> no. Diff- I'm not into that. Bring on electric four-wheel drives, that's what I say. I'm not into cars that much. He's not into hoon cars. <laughs> he just got called a hoon. By a nine and a half year old Lyle. <laughs> this is the best moment of my radio career. <laughs> Mind you're enjoying this I'm all so together too much. You yeah, are enjoying this. Yeah, you hoon. <laughs> all too much. Well, I just want to say, Hoona, um, that yeah, Volkswagen is saying that they are on the front line of creating full size electric SUVs and that this is what we can expect uh, from the future. Of big cars, big electric cars. I'm just really happy about the seats. I am kind of wondering, do you reckon 
maybe if you had a nibble on the car seat and that like it might be tasty, it might taste like apples. Well, yeah, my, maybe my, the seats on my Bedford got eaten once. But my not truck. by human, right? No, by rats. But actually, do you know what? This isn't this isn't the first time um, uh, that a car company has gone all vegan with the interiors and tried to do something a bit more eco friendly. Apparently, Audi <coughs> developed an e-tron GT sports car uh, in partnership with with uh, Porsche, actually, and uh, they had a, a vegan interior made mostly from recycled fibers and floor carpets. Uh, that they also um, crafted with from repurposed fishing nets. So recycled old carpets and fishing nets. How cool really? is that? Yeah, which this is pretty cool. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, cool. it's not as attractive cool. to me as sitting on an apple. I'd love to like sit on apple seats. And if you think about it, right, like, you know, kids have been eating apple leather for, for a long time. You know, we even make apple leather at home. You just sort of like, uh, you can um, dehydrate it. Like, you know, like roll ups, like a fruit roll up, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, we call that fruit leather for a reason. So now they've been like, oh, I know. We'll turn that roll up into a car slink cover. I think it's genius. I'm really excited about this. But speaking of greenery and veginess, I'm just going to keep on a roll with this. So there's a city, Lyle, <clears throat> mm-hmm. that is climbing my bucket list. Do you have a bucket list, Ezekiel? Places you'd like to go traveling to? Not at the moment. Oh. What are, why are bucket lists called bucket lists? What have they got to do with a, a, a bucket? I know the answer to this. Do you really want to know what the answer is? If it's appropriate yes. for radio? I mean, it's a bit morbid. It's places you're supposed to, that you want to... Things you want to do, your place... Before, before you kick the bucket. Before you kick the bucket. That makes sense. That makes sense. Okay, all right. Makes sense to me now. Yeah, a little bit morbid, but there you go. That's yeah. why, yeah. <clears throat> so, this place is climbing my bucket list. Uh, it's a place called Planitana. Planitana, I think that's how you pronounce it. It's in the Bhavnagar district in Gujarat, in India. Yes. So it's about 500 kilometers. Um, don't actually, you know never mind. I'm not, not going to say these Indian names anymore. They're too hard. But get this right. It's in India. It's in India. It's the, in 2014, it became the first city in the world to become legally vegetarian. So it was, it's outlawed. It's been made illegal to buy or sell meat, fish, or eggs, and also any related jobs or work such as fishing or penning a food animal, completely illegal. Okay, so this has destroyed the economy and the whole city's gone bankrupt, right? No, the place is thriving. Two <laughs> things happened. One, tourism shot through the roof because a lot of people... Bet it did. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm bummed that I just found out about this, but I mean, I'm glad it's been like five years because I'm sure their vegetarian restaurants are really picked up the slack and just, you know, they must be just thriving and having amazing sort of a food culture there. But also, the collective health of the city... Has gone just through the roof. Improved unbelievably. Gone oh, surprise, unbelievably. surprise. You know, all you got to do is read Genesis chapter yeah. one and you know that yeah. that's going to happen. I'm so impressed with this. So it actually was the uh, result of about 200 Jain monks. So there's a religion called Jain Dharma mm-hmm. um, that believe, you know, animals have souls and this kind of thing. And uh, 200 of these monks who all went on a hunger strike to show that they prefer their own death over allowing the continued slaughter and consumption of animals in the area. And, um, and the people responded and then the government responded and now the entire city is uh, legally vegetarian. Yeah, maybe a little extreme in the way that they approached it, but uh, different culture, different place, yep. Um, yep. different religion, and it worked for them, and it's producing a lot of good health, and that's what I'm interested in. I'm not 100% sure that I agree with making meat illegal, because you do need Animals to allow people free... Yeah, you, do, you have to allow people free choice, but at the same time, this is a great uh, object study, like a lesson, like a, a study that we can have a look to see that <coughs> vegetarian improves your health no end. Because he lives. 
with Because He Lives here on Faith FM. Welcome back. We have another clue for our quiz, and I'm hoping I get it this time. The last one was just ridiculously obscure. What have you got for us there? Ezekiel. John was a mighty angel, came down from heaven, robed in one of these, with a rainbow above his head. Ooh, if you know the answer, give us a call. Uh, if you can tell us what the answer before Lyle does, we'll give you two prizes. And uh, I think Lyle's getting out his pen and paper to have a crack at it, but I'm not sure he's got it right yet. I'm not sure he's got it right yet. No, you haven't got it right. You just wrote down the wrong letter. Give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM, and we will give you the prize if you can get it right. Two prizes, of course, if you can tell us before Lyle oh, gets it right. I was in chapter right. 12. I was in supposed to, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, yeah, all right. No, excuses, excuses. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, all right. Let's get on with today's show, these obscure kind of quizzes. He's done a good job of picking out a great quiz. I know, Yeah, good job, Ezekiel. And by the way, Ezekiel is our guest host today. Ezekiel is on school holidays. He is nine and a half. Don't leave out that little bit. And uh, yeah, we're super excited to have him as part of the show. But I thought this morning we should do a bit of an Easter special. What do you think, guys? Absolutely. Wait, does anyone have any Easter eggs? No. 
too. Because what is going on? This is outrageous. How can we do an Easter show? What is wrong not- with the world? Did you have any hot cross buns here, Mon? Well, actually, Ezekiel, you had hot cross buns for breakfast, didn't you? I haven't ate them yet. Oh, so there so- are hot cross buns here in the studio. Okay, that, that can count. That can count. Do you know what? Do you want to hear something weird, Lyle? What? I haven't eaten an Easter egg over Easter for like the past, I want to say, almost 10 years. Yeah, no, I never do either. Yeah, yeah. Chocolate's cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> I'll eat Buy the- a chocolate bar I, I eat- a couple of weeks before Easter, set it aside, <laughs> yeah. and you're good for Easter and it's not going to cost you a fortune. I eat them like when Easter's two weeks over and they're like on sale at Woolies. I'm like, oh, okay, just one. <laughs> So, speaking of hot cross buns and Easter eggs, let's talk a little bit about where they come from because you might wonder, what does a hot cross bun have to do with the crucifixion? Well, maybe something a little bit, but what does an egg have to do with the crucifixion? And seriously, the chicken, the egg, what what has this got to do with Easter? That's a good question. So, I thought we might cover a little bit of history. I love history. Everybody who knows me knows that I love history. I love to dig into the past and to find out what is going on. So, here is a little bit of Easter history for you all. What have you got for us there, Ezekiel? Um, the he cross, hot cross bun resembles the cross where Jesus died and the egg, egg is, most eggs are hollow because his Jesus, the tomb was hollow when um, they came in to the tomb. I've never heard that before. There you go. Is that is that what they're teaching you at school these days? The eggs are hollow because the tomb was hollow. Well, how about that? <laughs> you learned something, something new, Mon. I mean, I had heard that the cross on the hot cross bun is like pr- potentially representative of the cross that Christ was crucified on. But Yeah, sure. Yeah. sure. But go on, Lyle. Okay, so here's a little bit of extra history for you. I'm going to give you a bit of extra history, Ezekiel, because the history that you've shared, particularly about the egg, goes back less than 100 years. And the reason that it goes back less than 100 years is because uh, previously- They were scrambling to, that, to find a non-pagan reason? No, they had no technology to make a hollow chocolate eggs. Oh, really? And so- uh, eggs were obviously full, and before that, the eggs were made uh, out of chicken's eggs. Oh. And you painted up a chicken eggs and make it look nice. Oh, so it wasn't actually chocolate involved yeah, at all? Yeah, there was no chocolate involved at all. Okay, okay. But, uh, yeah, very recent history there. Okay, so let me give you some older history. We're going to go back to the time of Noah. That's a fair ways back. That's a long way back. Yes. Uh, Noah had a son by the name of Ham, who had a son by the name of Cush, who had a son by the name of Nimrod. And Nimrod had a brother named Sheba who founded uh, Ethiopia where we were recently. I thought Sheba was a chick's name. Nope. Sheba is a dude's name in the Bible. Oh, gotcha. Queen of Sheba doesn't actually mean her name. Queen of that country. Yeah, I gotcha. Sorry. (laughs) Anyway, Nimrod was an interesting character. He was the first great rebel after the flood. He was the one who founded the city of Babylon, the Tower of Babel. Uh, and began the first great empire built on the principles of globalization. Mm, industrious um, fellow. Yeah, very industrious fe- fellow, very warlike fellow. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was. He is credited with inventing um, the whole concept of warfare and uh, you know conquering the world, building this empire, and of course in the Euphrates, Tigris valleys, and so forth. Now, he was an incredibly evil person. He set himself up against God. He associated himself with the sun. 
um, in the sky. He invented a religion that was a what's called a dualistic religion. So it it uh, celebrated uh, the balance of the universe. And so you know, if you have light, the only way you can have light is if darkness exists. <laughs> oh, this whole yin yang, the whole yin yang yeah, thing. Okay, yes, gotcha. and so the only way you can have evil is if good exists, or the only way that you can have good is if evil exists, which was really handy for him because um, you know if there was too much good in the world, he had to balance it out by going to war. Yeah, that's messed up. Yeah, it was very messed up. And uh, in in that whole process, of course, the primary symbol that he came up with, one of the primary symbols that he came up with was the symbol of the cross because you've got the vertical and the horizontal, which are the perfect symbols of the balance between good and evil, black and white, light and darkness, etc. And so that's the origin of the cross. And so the cross became one of the most powerful symbols of paganism ever to exist. And this is why Satan chose to kill Jesus on a cross. It's because Satan was basically taking his his most powerful symbol and saying, okay, I am going to publicly kill God on my symbol to show that I have triumphed over God. You're kidding me. So the cross, which is like the most iconic Christian, Christian symbol, symbol that's ever, right. uh-huh. actually originated as a pagan... Like, yeah, it predates Christianity by about 2,000 years. Like, a, like, a, like, a, like basically an insult towards God. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's incredible. That, and, and it gives so much more power to the story of the cross and what Jesus actually accomplished on the cross when you understand the symbolism of it. I and never the sim- knew that. There you go. Some new information there for you, Zeke. I'll, I'll tell you a couple of other cool things here in a minute as well. Um, and so this is this is what Satan was trying to do. He's like he wanted to humiliate God in the most powerful way that he possibly could, and so uh, he's nailed him to a cross. Anyway, the story goes on because Nimrod had a wife by the name of Ishtar. Oh, okay. Ishtar. Mm-hmm. Now. Um, what you'll find is that um, Ishtar was a bit of a nymphomaniac. Oh, okay. Um, and so basically what she worked into this religion were you know, the origins of the fertility rites. Mm-hmm. So all of your pagan religions follow a lot of uh, fertility rites um, that center around the concept of reproduction and the power of reproduction. So basically they were worshipping the forces that they saw in the universe. The sun was seen as being a very powerful force because it gave life. Uh, reproduction was seen as a very powerful source because it gave life, and these became objects of worship. Nimrod was killed by righteous men because of his wickedness. Some uh, legends put it that Shem was the person who killed Nimrod. Oh, really? Uh, because of his wickedness. But, uh, yeah, so he was a really evil guy. After he died, his wife Ishtar took the throne. And we'll tell the rest of the story in a little while. But right now we're going to have Chris Rice. Or are we back on? What is happening? Okay, so our producer is telling me to keep going. <laughs> I thought we kind of had a little bit more time, but anyway. Um, so where are we up to? We, his wife Ishtar, she comes to the throne and she falls pregnant 
but it was a little bit too long after Nimrod had died and people were asking questions, how is a single woman falling pregnant? And so she was like, hmm, um, oh, immaculate conception. Oh, goodness me. And she claimed that Nimrod, when he had died, had ascended to the sun and was continuing to rule from the sun. He had uh, impregnated her and that the child that she was about to give birth to was a child of the sun. Oh, was it a god so child? She, yeah, that's right. So she called herself the mother of God and the queen of heaven. Wow. She gave birth to a child by the name of Tammuz. She has lost touch. <laughs> now, Ishtar, because of the fertility rites that, uh, that, that, that she was involved in, um, she, uh, she celebrated the monthly cycle of women. So women mm-hmm. have a monthly cycle, it's a fertility cycle, and so she celebrated that. And once a year, um, she would have a, a, a festival that followed the cycle of the moon. And so that um, you know, took place you know, in March, April area, um, according to the cycle of the moon, because the moon was monthly and uh, women have a monthly cycle, etc. Anyway, it so happened that uh, Tammuz, as a young man, was killed by a wild pig in a hunting accident, according to history and legend. And, uh, of course, uh, Ishtar mourned for Tammuz. Um, She mourned for him until her annual festival arrived, which followed the cycle of the moon, Ishtar's festival, otherwise known as Easter. So you got 40 days of Lent leading up to Easter. So there you have the origin of Easter and the Easter story. Yeah, and that's why it's associated with eggs and chickens because they're symbols of fertility rabbits as well. Anyway, this is Chris Rice, the Old Rugged Cross, here on Faith FM. Far away stood an old rugged cross The emblem of suffering and shame And I love that old cross where the dearest and best For a world of lost sinners was slain So I'll cherish the old rugged cross Till my trophies at last I lay down I will cling to the old rugged cross Someday for a crown Oh, the old rugged cross So despised by the world Has a wondrous attraction for me For the dear Lamb of God Left His glory above To bear it to dark Calvary So I'll cherish the old rugged cross Till my trophies at last I lay down I will cling to the old rugged cross And exchange it someday for a crown And exchange it someday for a crown
To the old rugged cross I will ever be true It's shame and reproach gladly bear Then he'll call me someday to my home far away Where his glory forever I'll share So I'll cherish the old rugged cross Till my trophies at last I lay down I'll cling to the old rugged cross And exchange it someday for a crown And exchange it someday for a crown And exchange it someday for a That was Chris Rice with the Old Rugged Cross here on Faith FM. And we still have a most puzzling clue. What is our or puzzling quiz? What is our next clue for the quiz there? Ezekiel. A voice came from this and said, This is my son whom I have chosen. Listen to him. Mm. Okay, so now it's starting to get a little bit easier. Do you know the answer, Lyle? Yes, Lyle's written down the right answer. We still have uh, a book who uh, book here, book prize here that is still up for grabs. The War in Heaven, The Truth Behind Satan's Rebellion by Ivor Myers. Give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM. If you know the answer to Ezekiel's quiz, Ezekiel is well pleased with himself. He's picked a nice hard one today. Uh, give us a call, 1-800-324-843. And, of course, Ezekiel is joining us here because it's school holidays and Mon's doing some babysitting by the looks. Yeah. <laughs> well, some nine-and-a-half-year-old sitting we can't call – kid sitting. Yeah, kid, as a kid. kid sitting. Yeah, yeah. Ezekiel can class as a kid. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not All a baby right. anymore. Joining us uh, on the phone this morning is uh, Marsha. Marsha, welcome to the show. Oh, hi. Thank you. Yeah, always a pleasure to help. <laughs> Thank you so much. Now um, – <laughs> Mon had some questions that uh, she particularly actually, wanted to. So I'm going to hand this over actually, to Mon right I now. I was thinking yesterday, Marsha, right? Lyle and I were chatting on air about a particular topic, and Lyle um, pushed the rant button, and I started ranting. It happens on occasions. <laughs> it happens on occasions <laughs> on our show. Um, but we were actually uh, we were talking afterwards. My producer and I, Shell and I, were talking afterwards about uh, my little rant, and we're talking how we should probably get you on air because I think you've had some experience uh, in this department. But not only that, but we also want to talk about your amazing story because you you are in music ministry, and so we want to talk about that as well. But before we start sure. with your testimony in your journey of faith, I want to talk about the fact, Lyle. Right? Mm-hmm. Remember yes. how I said yesterday. <laughs> Marsha, be warned. It's <laughs> happening again. <laughs> Remember okay. yesterday we were talking about how um, uh, when we get dietary health uh, um, guides, so we, Marsha, we were discussing the new food pyramid that's coming out in the UK, and I was saying these food pyramids that have been handed down for decades now from our government are for the most part utter nonsense, and they can do so much better. And it's the advice that's given from governments regarding health and diet is often absolutely clouded and polluted with um, the fact that governments are, are not they're not they're, they're not Switzerland they're yeah chasing they're chasing votes. votes they've been bribed right. the, the pe- politicians are often sitting on the boards of food in- industries and food corporations and all the advice they give us is tainted with this ulterior motives right and uh, and right. We, were, we were talking about this and then our producer was like yeah Marsha's had experience with this because you were studying medicine right 
And you were told yes. not to tell people they could eat vegetables. <laughs> well, it was just one incident, and uh, but it was a very um, significant one because, it, you know, I think what's really important is that we just have a bit of common sense in terms of of how how we approach uh, diet. Having said that, when I was in med school, um, we had very few lectures in nutrition, um, maybe two <laughs> in, in the whole time I was there. Wow. So it was, you know, it, it wasn't really a very prominent um concept at the time i think i think in in medicine now um, people are a lot more open-minded to the wonderful effects of of diet and lifestyle changes now to optimize health but when i was uh, in med school i just had this incident where i was sitting with a group of students and um a nursing practitioner who was um, managing a couple of uh, patients in the cancer ward uh, who were um, being given treatment and she was teaching us and educating us about the kind of foods that they give them and she was explaining how they need a very a very large energy um, surge they really need that because they're losing a whole lot of energy through the, the illness and so she said the energy levels that they would need through the food they were eating was you know equivalent to a Mars bar and so they figured that they would just give them the Mars bar oh um, to meet their, their daily uh, caloric intake but I just remember sitting there a bit stunned because I mean there although it may give them the energy they need there's a whole lot of other factors that, yeah. that would not be very conducive for them that would probably sap their immune um, levels which is very important to boost when you're going through cancer um, problems so anyway so I sort of put my hand up and said uh, there are other alternatives and she at the same time put a big bowl of vegetables on the table and said this is the equivalent of the energy intake that they would need if they were to eat a whole big bowl of vegetables but they can't because it's so bulky and and they don't have very um, good appetite so we can't give them this so let's just give them the Mars bar <laughs> and, and I just said um why don't we just juice the vegetables, you know? Yeah. <laughs> that would be a much better alternative than giving the Mars bar. It's just, yeah, I think we need to have a bit of common sense when we're dealing with nutrition and how that can impact on management, you know? That's yeah, just I'm, crazy, I'm, giving cancer patients Mars bars, like, of all things, <laughs> of all things. Like, it just sounds so stupid. I mean, I've <laughs> gone, I, my wife has gone sort of basically sugar-free, you know, for the last couple of years. Um, except for, um, I think, uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas time. But, uh, you know, I've noticed the difference that makes in a Mars bar. I mean, that thing is just laced with sugar. Even when, (laughs) even when I wasn't sugar free, I would struggle. I would seriously struggle (laughs) to eat a Mars bar because it was just so ridiculously sweet. And, you know, everybody knows you catch the flu or you catch a common cold or you catch something like that. The last thing on the world you want to be eating is a Mars bar. (laughs) And you're going to give it to someone who's dying from cancer. Yeah, I know, and and cancer patients, the immune levels are just so low. Um, to give a mass bar is really dangerous in that 
context, you know. And the message <laughs> that must be sending to the patients, like they've got cancer, mm. they're in hospital, and the nurses are giving them Mars bars, that must be just like blowing their minds to what they would have thought. I think I like to think that most Australians know that Mars bars mm. are well and truly in the junk food section of the diet. <laughs> well, I, I, yeah. I, I, I spent a week in hospital once, and I think the unhealthiest food that I've ever eaten, and I, and I ordered vegetarian food, but the unhealthiest food I've ever eaten was while I was in hospital. It was the equivalent of, uh, you know, what you get on the aeroplane. Yeah, yeah. Do you know, when, yeah, when I was a kid and I had a car accident and I went to hospital, I was given ice cream and green jelly, and to this day I still can't eat yeah. jelly. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it cured me of it. <laughs> but, Marsha, yeah, um, thank sure. you so much for, for sharing that little story that is definitely mind-boggling, and definitely it, it gives us food for thought. You know, when it comes to our institutions, when it comes to our government, you know, do we really want to be taking health advice from them? We need to be digging further. We need to be finding uh, research that hasn't been sponsored by, um, you know, industries, food industries. We need to be thinking for ourselves a bit and taking charge of our health. And um, this, this yeah. to me, just exemplifies that. But let's dive into your testimony. We have about five minutes. Um, and I just want to – I know that you have a beautiful testimony. I think I've heard it before one time many years ago. I was at a conference and I believe you were speaking. But, yeah, share with us, you know, how you came to Jesus and then, you know, what you're doing for him now with your music ministry. Yeah, so um, I'm currently a, a singer, speaker, composer and artist and I, I'm also um, entering into the psychiatry field this year as a doctor after five years absence because of music, full-time music ministry. But the, the way in which that all sort of happened was, um, well, I, I sort of enrolled into a school production that was called Godspell and Godspell um, was about the public ministry of Christ, and I was about 16 at the time. And while I was reading the script, I was just really blown away by the person, Jesus. I just realized he's, he's not just a good man. There's something really amazing about him. But my music director was also a Christian, and she encouraged us to attend Bible studies after the school production so I was, I put my hand up because I was really intrigued by who Jesus was. And as I started reading the Gospels through the small cell group that I was participating in, I was just like blown away that he would love me despite myself and promptly just gave my heart to him. So from that point onwards, I realized my most natural expression of that love, uh, you know, the gratitude I had for him was to write music. And that sort of began the journey of composing and uh, singing and speaking on the subject of Christ and his amazing love, you know, that he should die for us, you know, in our place when we thoroughly deserve it, you know. Mm, absolutely. Um yeah, so so that's where it began. But sort of along the way, I kind of got really caught up in uh, in in a, a really horrible uh, sort of depressive state uh, following work related stress. Um, back back when I was first starting my internship, they used to work us quite hard for like sixteen hour shifts quite regularly each week, which I believe is not the case now, but back then it was and. With the immense suffering around me and the real high pressure and quite exacting supervisors at the time that were just kind of raising the bar to sort of unrealistic expectations for a junior medical officer at the time, I, I, I literally caved in with mental exhaustion and, and went through terrible depression. 
when I was going through that, I actually left um, clinical practice and just to find joy again, the Lord just really prompted me to consider the idea of, of entering into a music degree, which I did. And through those three to four years of, of just bliss, I found myself, in you know, listening really, really carefully to a lot of classical music and a lot of uh, interesting things that made me see that the, the, the effect of music on the mind, it, it literally leveled out my my decision making process it it righted all my judgment sort of um process and and was really healing my frontal lobe which was quite injured by the depressive illness so i started to see the power of music for healing so now currently i just go around interstate and internationally talking about emotional health and how the bible challenges false beliefs and allows us to see the truth and the reality is Jesus sees us. I mean, he, he sees us as so valuable and, and that alone uh, can lift us out of depression. But I also talk about music and how music can impact on healing the mind, the frontal lobe particularly, which is affected by depression. Is there a lot of research available on the power of music in healing the mind? There is, but I've, I've done about it. I've done it and honestly just... In, in related to that and um, at the Queensland Conservatorium and I discovered that there are two there are two fields there's the music neuroscience there's the music the musician sorry and then the neuroscientists and they're all working very hard to try and figure that all out but what what I find is the musicians um, the music researchers are, are noticing that music definitely definitely has a direct effect on mental illness particularly depression um but they're not willing to look inside the brain and check it out because it wouldn't be art then it's now science (laughs) but the neuroscientists are also delving into it and they're looking into the brain seeing how brain activity is affected by music but they're not willing to cite what music is actually being used to deal with that so we've got this (laughs) unfortunate thing going on and I'd just like to be able to eventually through my training uh, bridge the gap and do some research and look how music especially compositional patterns sort of impact on brain activity and and what's actually going on there yeah it would seem logical (laughs) to me that art you know has an effect on the mind and that because it has an effect on the mind then it should be researched to find out you know what kinds of art regardless of what kind of you know is going to be healing I mean our, our world is God's you know, is God's art creativity? It's his his artwork, and we know That's that right. we know that nature has a powerful effect on the mind. And so, why mm, wouldn't you know human exactly. creations of art have that same effect? Yeah, yeah. It was something that kind of really took me back. That I'm really determined to kind of bridge that gap now and have a look at that through my my practice, just to see how those compositional elements are indeed affecting the, our neurophysiology of our brain. Um, I think that would really give us some really great guidelines, don't you think, especially composers as to what oh, to yeah. actually write for healing um, purposes, yeah. Because I, I think we all understand that not all music is going to be conducive to a good mood or, or you know, a healing process. I mean, there's definitely some stuff, you know, the kind of music people say, how can you call this music? Like, <laughs> I think we all, I think we all acknowledge it, but it'd be nice to sort of, you know, have some firm um, research to yeah, sort some, of base some, it some on. Empirical absolutely, yeah. absolutely, yeah. I think we need to get away from uh, what I call fear-driven sweeping generalized comments that we often hear at the pulpit and in other community sort of spaces um, regarding music or regarding what instruments are, you know, good for you and not, and start really, you know, discussing the matter intelligently and 
being educated and doing all the important research to find out what's really going on there. Marsha, it's been so so good having you on the show this morning. We um, we we definitely appreciate what you have to share with us, but we are out of time, unfortunately. <laughs> um, so yeah, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Yeah, real pleasure. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It was it was wonderful. <laughs> and all the best with your research. That was uh, Marsha. Yeah, Lee. and thank uh, you. Yeah, we'll be heading on with the show right now. This is Grego Pillay with Grego Pillay with Washed by His Blood. You're listening to. Faith FM, and it is East Friday. Washed by his blood, restored by his spirit, Jesus, my Savior, died to save us all. Surrender my life completely He will lead me every day of my life Washed by His blood Washed by His blood We need to be Washed by His blood Washed by His blood Washed by His blood Jesus is the greatest joy for me Praising my Savior for the things He's done for me Come on and surrender your life completely
listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Forgiveness. It's easier said than done. But there's a program called Forgive to Live, designed to help us all improve our lives and discover the healing power of forgiveness. So if you're keen to take that first step, head to forgivetolive.org.au. Hey, are you part of camping caravanning scene? Join Australia's largest annual national gathering of travellers and caravanners at the Stewart's Point Convention Centre this year, Stewart's Point, New South Wales. It's an amazing campground among the trees. Inspirational Christian speakers. With incredible music. And beautiful beaches. And a relaxing environment. Be part of the community and make friends for life. May 10 through 18. Stewart's Point Caravan and Convention Centre. Contact Debbie on 02-4994-3220 or simply email raynomads at adventist.org.au. So oh. 
Living Him, I live in. 